0: This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil. Simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com. Two days ago, I told you the story of two six-year-old girls who were arrested, handcuffed, and sent to jail from a charter school in Orlando, Florida, after some very basic behavior problems in class. Yesterday, we talked about a seven-year-old boy in San Antonio... Who was arrested and handcuffed. Today I want to introduce an idea that may surprise you. I believe the abundance of guns in America is the root problem of children being arrested in school. I believe it is at least one of the root problems of police brutality and mass incarceration. And today I want to unpack it. This is Sean King. You are listening to the, the, the breakdown. The breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. In 2020, I have a book that comes out on how to make change. And one of the things that I try to unpack, and I'm in the process of editing the book now, which, by the way, is a very difficult and brutal process. Editing a book is as hard as writing the book. And I'm in the process of editing chapters that explain why we sometimes try to tackle problems and simply aren't effective. And One of the reasons is we don't have our mind fully wrapped around the root cause or the root causes of some of the problems that we are deeply concerned about. And so for the past two days, we've talked about two horrible instances of two six-year-old girls and then a a seven-year-old boy being arrested and sent to jail for basic classroom Tantrums, outbursts, which should never happen ever, and the only reason these children are being arrested is because we live in the incarceration nation, where mass incarceration is so easy. And I, I told you that I consulted several experts and asked them, like, is this happening in any other country in the world, and where. Children are arrested in schools for basic classroom behaviors. And we struggled to find another example of this just being an everyday occurrence in school systems around the world. And it is in great part because the crisis, the sickness of mass incarceration has infected all of our systems, our mental health system. It has infected our school system. It has infected and and invaded every system we have in this country such that if you have an unpaid parking ticket or an unpaid speeding ticket, you could end up going to jail for such a thing, which defeats the purpose, because if you couldn't afford to pay your parking ticket or your speeding ticket, going to jail is probably going to cause you to lose your job and you can't pay for your cash bail which means you may stay there for a long time, which will cost the city and taxpayers tens of thousands of dollars instead of the hundred dollars that you may have originally owed. The whole thing is a scam. But when you start digging at why children are being arrested and we just talked just this past week, we know we're talking about two instances that we know of, of a school in Florida, a school in San Antonio, Texas. But I have had parents reach out to me all over the country to tell me that their young children have been arrested, that other young children in schools in their district have been arrested. This is something happening all over the country. It's just now getting the attention. But when you start digging, why are children being arrested at schools? You have to get to why we have police officers at schools in the first place. I had a long, difficult discussion yesterday with executives of the Orange County Public School System. That's the county system in Orlando, Florida. And they openly told me, I mean, they flat out said that after the mass shooting that killed nearly 20 students and injured nearly 20 more in Parkland, Florida, with an assault rifle where students' bodies were just ravaged with bullets, that in response to that, Florida has now insisted, of course, to do nothing about guns, to do nothing about assault rifles, or to do nothing about bullets that ravage bodies, Their answer has just been to put more police in schools. The answer in Florida to now multiple mass shootings they've had in Florida is not to address the root causes of mass shootings. It's just to put more police in schools. Mind you, this school had police officers who did nearly nothing to help And here we are. So they talked to me about it and said, Sean, what's happening? And they literally said, because of Parkland, because of the mass shooting in Parkland, that the rush to have police officers in schools has now caused there to be police officers who are not trained to be around kids. The officer who arrested the two six-year-old children, in Orlando, we since found out, has now had, I think I read, 19 different behavioral incidents over the course of his career, was arrested for brutally beating his own seven-year-old child, including, I I read, a horrible description of the injuries, was also suspended for tasering a man five different times, including twice after the man was unconscious, but continued to keep his job and was then hired by an elementary school in the name of protecting those kids from a mass shooting. And now what we see is brutal police officers do what brutal police officers do. They brutalize children. They traumatize children. They now arrest in jail six-year-old children. The same thing we see in San Antonio, Florida. I played a clip on yesterday's episode of the 7-year-old boy who has autism, who was overwhelmed by the brutality of being handcuffed with his hands behind his back and taken to a police car. This is a child who needs attention and treatment and is instead treated like a criminal. And at the root of this, at the school in Texas, and I talked to people there at the school and in that district, in the school in Orlando and people in that district, is schools are trying to protect themselves from mass shootings. And in doing so, have now put police officers at every school in every city, in every county, and they're not trained or prepared to deal with children in any kind of way. And I have a problem with it. And as many of you may know, over the past five years, I've dedicated a huge portion of my life to studying the crisis of police brutality in America. And I have supported hundreds of families who've been affected by it and have interviewed and met with dozens of police departments and police officers across the country. And I have learned something that has caused me to be mildly sympathetic. (laughs) And I just have to frame it the way I mean it. It is a reality. Now, listen, white supremacy is a real thing in this country. Bigotry and racism are real in this country. And though white supremacy, bigotry, racism, racial profiling all inform police and how they behave, it is also a reality that because the United States is the only country in the world with more guns than people. In fact, if you heard an episode where I talked about the NRA and how last year was the NRA's worst year in a very long time for fundraising, and they still raised $330 million, more than any other civil rights organization in the country, that the United States has about 110 guns per 100 people. And there's not another country that has 100 guns per 100 people. There's not another country that has 90 per 100, 80, 70 60, 50, the next country, which I think has 48 guns per 100 people, is Yemen, which is in the midst of a horrible civil war and famine that has completely ravaged the country, that no other country in the world has half of the guns per people. Uh, That per person that the United States has and the second place country is in the midst of a civil war like we are double the countries that are in civil wars and it feels like it like that's when you have mass shootings that's when you have you know horrible violence. Last year was the deadliest year for gun violence in the history of the United States outside of war, where over 40,000 people were shot and killed by guns. And what happens? It It is the truth. And there are complicated realities around this truth, is that police officers are now highly informed, highly aware that there are more guns than people, that there are 350 million guns in circulation. No other country is remotely close. No other country has 100 million guns in circulation. We have 350 million guns circulating in this country. More guns than people. And when police pull people over or have confrontations, they are now being trained. And I have written and studied this training they are being trained to be scared to death of the reality that the person they are confronting or pulling over or dealing with in any kind of way is armed and dangerous. And so because of that, they are being trained in highly sophisticated drills to basically shoot to kill Before you're 100% sure someone has a gun or is going to harm you, think of Philando Castile, think of Tamir Rice, think of John Crawford, that they will shoot and kill you without actually being in harm's way because they are being trained that because this country is so heavily armed that they are in a life-or-death situation every time they have an encounter, no matter who it's with. Now, what we know, not just those of us who've studied this for a living, but I think it is now everyday common knowledge that police seem to feel particularly safe and patient around actual white mass shooters who are actually heavily armed and have just murdered many, many people. Somehow they always come back alive, but Tamir Rice and John Crawford and Philando Castile and Alton Sterling and Terrence Crutcher don't. And so we see that they are applying this justification of how heavily armed the country is. They are applying it differently, but it is the reality that they are being trained that because the country is so heavily armed that they should be afraid, very afraid. And I just want us to understand That when we tackle a problem like the reality that children are being arrested and brutalized by police in schools, that it is directly connected to the abundance of guns in this country, that when we confront the crisis of police brutality, that the abundance of guns are at the very least an internal justification for police violence in departments all over the country. And when we confront our most complicated problems, that we have to confront what we see on the surface, but we also have to confront the underlying realities that cause it. Listen, I've got to run. I am speaking at the Underground Railroad Museum in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm on my way there now, but I hope this is food for thought that gives you a unique perspective to how the abundance of guns in this country fuels so many other downstream problems. I'll be right back here tomorrow. And we're going to talk to you about how to make phone calls. When we have action steps, we often ask you to make very difficult phone calls and we're going to have an entire episode where I unpack and explain how to do that because they are working In a major way, and we have a huge action step victory to tell you about. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers. And listen, we don't just want 100,000 subscribers because we like that number. We exist not just to change the news. We exist to change the world. Thank you so much to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. And you can do that right now at Northstar.com. There, we not only have all of our podcasts, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis. Also to Jeff, to Keisha, to Richard, and the entire team for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Right now at Kohl's, it's the last-minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must-haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code RECEIVE20. Offers and coupons do not apply to toys and beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.